Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning, Father. <laughs> Welcome to Real Presence Radio. I'm Father Mike Malloy. I'm here with Karen Gibas. We are coming to you from the Chancery of the Diocese of Rapid City, and I'm happy to say that it's the first time we've done the show here. Um, because it ha- we haven't, we've, we've moved in, but we haven't actually started working here, and we're slowly moving back into that. So it's wonderful and fun to be here. We are we are in the um, what we call the Resurrection Garden Room um, because of that beautiful stained glass window that is directly behind me, which was a, a gift that was given to us by one of the uh, by the uh, chaplain out at the air base. And so it's a it's a beautiful backdrop for us today to be here together um, for this show. And, and Karen, how are you today? I am great. It's it's June first. It's June 1st. It's amazing. We've uh, gotten through May. We've gotten through a lot in the last few months. <laughs> I think we've all grown. Yes. I think that's good. But I always like when the calendar turns to a new month because I feel like it's a fresh slate. Uh, yes. We can start again. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure the first day of the month being on a Monday with a live show right off the bat is what I would call the best way to start the, the, the month, but it's a beautiful way to start the it month. Is, and it is, and it'll be, it'll be just fine. We've got a great show lined up for everybody uh, today. With um, We're going to um, do have about four interviews with people, and I think people, you're going to find it um, interesting and enlightening and helpful in terms of all of us trying to live out the call and the message of being disciples of Jesus Christ. Why don't we begin this show with prayer? Okay. In the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Gracious and merciful God, we turn to you once more as we begin this day, begin this week, begin this month. We ask your blessings on us. Pour into us the gift of your spirit and and enable us to hear and respond to that spirit so that all that we do might be for your honor and glory, for the building up of the people of God, for the increase of the church here on earth, and ultimately to enable us to one day be with you forever in heaven. We pray in the name of Jesus, in the power of the Spirit that we trust you will give to us. One God living and reigning forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So. Amen. Well, we had some exciting news over the weekend here in the Diocese of Rapid City. I can't wait. You didn't even tell me beforehand. I... Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's uh, well, it's... It <laughs> anyway, um, we have finally established the date for the ordination of our new bishop. And when will that be? That will be July 9th. July 9th, beautiful day. So it's coming very, very quickly, um, quicker than we anticipated, but it's okay. I've been uh, on the phone with uh, uh, the bishop-elect, and we're going to have an opportunity to uh, interview him a little bit later in the show. And uh, things are off and running, so it's going to be a a quick and fast uh, experience. And it's going to be most interesting because, of course, we're still in the middle of this... um, present situation with the with the pandemic and all that sort of stuff so how we how this is structured what it looks like is going to be very interesting it's going to be a, a, a challenge for us in a whole different way from putting on a big celebration in the civic center um so so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it comes together but we're, we're excited about it we're, we're anxious to have him come and be a part of our diocese and to begin leading us so 
Yeah, so well, that, all, that's exciting. And I'm sure when you were planning, when, you know, the Bishop Gruce was moved and, and we started, you, you had to step in and start planning the when the, the new bishop comes. I bet you didn't anticipate any of this on the horizon no. in the planning process even. And so I'm sure even your planning process has changed and been modified because of the precautions well, we yeah, have right now. Yes, we, you know, um, we got on, on, got a committee put together and we did, did the preliminary stuff initially and looked at all the options and possibilities as we started and, um, you know, anticipated having, um, having a, an ordination either at the Civic Center, which we've done for the previous oh, three uh -huh. bishops, right. or at the cathedral, depending on what the new bishop would want, and, uh, and, uh, all, all the trimmings, so to speak, all the other things that go with that, the dinners and the receptions and all the activity that goes on. And, um, of course, all of that has been drastically altered, or at least um, we're looking at how do we make this work now in this situation of social distancing and care and concern and safety and health and all those things. So Well, and, and also taking into account what bishop-elect Peter wants. Absolutely, yeah. Any, any ordination of a bishop is really driven by by the 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 bishop elect whatever he desires and whatever he wants for us is um is what we uh we uh you need to strive for yeah we, well we, we look at that and and um we're, we're blessed to have a bishop who's very open and listening and attentive to what it is that we're wanting and and doing but in the end he gets to decide which is which is something we all want we definitely we definitely want it to be something that really reflects who he is and right. uh, and and how he will be coming to us and seeking to lead us um, as a diocese so it's uh it's all very exciting it's it's been interesting and we're and we're grateful for the opportunity so um real presence radio is being uh this particular show is being sponsored by Wrangell Construction and uh, Wrangell Construction was the company that the diocese hired to do the remodel of this building. This building that we're sitting in was at uh, one time uh, a bank building. This room was kind of a waiting area for people who came to see the bankers. And, uh, and so uh, we did this remodeling of this space and Wrangell Construction did that for us. So we're grateful to them for their um, support, not only of, of us and for the work they've done, but also, of course, for Real Presence Radio and the way that they continue to support us. Um, so it's, um, it's, uh, how long did the construction project take? Oh, let me think here. We started, um, it, it started, um, uh, before Bishop Gruce left, so it's probably been about a year, um, or, or a little bit more. I, you know, <clears throat> we'll have to, we'll have to check on that for sure, because I'm not sure, I'm not a hundred percent sure it's kind of all kind of blends right, together right, after a right, while. Right, 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 So, but it, it has been, um, it has been, I believe, um, um, uh, a little over a year, and uh, it was interesting because the building, when we came into the building, um, it of course was an office building before this, there was a large area for tellers, like any bank has, and then there were kind of offices on the perimeter, and of course most of those offices were able to maintain, it was the teller area and the internal parts of the of the building that we um, we had to do the work on in terms of, of the remodel and getting things um, ready to to for our use and so you know we, we the teller area whole teller area became like a kitchen and kind of dining room area or lunch area for um for the priests 
for excuse me for the for the uh, chancery staff in the upstairs we put a nice chapel in um, in an area that was pretty wide open and used for like for cubicles and things like that so mm -hmm. um, so you know it, it's it's it was a major kind of remodeling in terms of the central part of the building but not so much around the periphery 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 of the building <laughs> right. easy for you to say <laughs> no not easy for me to say <laughs> anyway so um well it's exciting that we're having our first broadcast on site here the day that you guys are coming back to work yes. here and so it's becoming it, it is starting to fulfill its purpose today right and we're we're back in the sense that the the staff has the option now to come back and work here um we're doing it monday through thursday we have some staff people who have pretty serious immune compromised situations and so we're allowing them to you know giving them the option to come in on Fridays when the rest of the staff maybe wouldn't be here and so Monday through Thursday and then of course staff can still work from home because we want to be sensitive to people's situations and circumstances and their own comfort levels in terms of being in the public uh, once again and so we're um, uh, but but today yeah, today uh, there, there will be more activity in the building all day long than there has been really since um, since we um, moved in, uh, which was uh, toward the end of, of April, um, and so it's about a month we've been moving in and getting unpacked, and it's an amazing thing, and those of you that are listening who understand moving, especially if you've moved more than once, to pick up a household, to pick up a family and move it is, it can be a, a major deal, and and then for us, you know, to pick up, um, you know, whatever it's been, I think almost 30 years of living in one building and, and part in another building and, and pack all that up and move it. Um, I, I, I laugh, uh, Margaret Simonson, who is the chancellor of the diocese, whom we'll get to visit with later on in the show as well, um, had 65 boxes of files oh, wow. alone just for her that she had to move because of the, you know, the, the necessary record keeping that a diocese does. So it was a major thing to move in here Right, um, and then once in here to unpack, and we had to do that in stages, you know, with coming in at different times and doing it. So, um, it's it all, the staff was great in their cooperation, and we had an excellent, excellent moving company, Thomas and Sons. Um, highly recommend them to anybody. Um, they they helped us um, with the move, and it it really did go well. So. It so, is a nice beginning today. Right. So when we moved, we moved a lot before we settled back here in South Dakota, and um, we homeschool. And I love books, and my children love books, and we have about 4,000 books in our library. Mm. And when, which is a small library for maybe a small town, yeah. <laughs> but is a big library for one family in yeah. a lot of ways. And so um, when we moved, the movers, one mover looked me in the eye and he said, I appreciate your library. <laughs> And I'm like, thank you. It was not really meant to be a compliment because he, in the old house, he had to take it downstairs because they were all upstairs. And in the new house, he, they had to carry them all upstairs because the library was in the upstairs. He was not happy. So I can imagine if you find a good moving company that can help you facilitate yes. a move that requires this many variables, this many offices, the just the... Even thinking about what Margaret had to move, and that—that's one. That's one. One. Yeah. One employee. So that's great that you guys. You know, like, it was a smooth process and, and it, not painful at all. It was a very smooth process, and and, and the other, um, I, my hat goes off to Rick Solik, who, early on, and as we, you know, as they started remodeling this, he he put together a committee within the Chancery that said we need to start thinking about what we have to do to move, 
and we met every week and thanks to his leadership we were able to we had we didn't have any really big surprises oh good we, everything was kind of laid out and we kind of knew it was coming and we were ready for whatever came when it came and it really did work out well so i mean it, it was a great um thanks to him for for the hard work that he put in you know and in, in, uh, in terms of making that move possible right. so if you think about the the chancery um combining all those offices which we'll talk about later with mm -hmm. margaret um combining under to one roof the the amount of work that Rango Construction put into this, the amount of thought and process that the committee did, the moving, the actual moving, now coming back with all of the precautions that you guys have taken in, into account. This has been an amazing a accomplishment yeah. without a bishop yes. to, to shepherd. And that, I think, falls on your shoulders that, that you, I mean, this is not what you anticipated <laughs> In any of it. <laughs> absolutely. You're absolutely right. This was, you know, if someone would have told me um, when I started this journey that this would be a dimension of it, I would have said, uh, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, God provides the grace that we need um, to, to move through these things. And, uh, and you know, now that I'm at kind of at the tail end of it, um, of, of the time that I have as administrator, I, I'm, I'm grateful for, um, uh, for, for the journey, for the experience. Um, I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot, and you know, and what you just described is one of the aspects. You know, I, I would hopefully be able to tuck that away and yeah. and pull it out when the and the time comes, and certainly turn to the people that I have utilized and have been a part of that process. To, to, you know, to gain their expertise and their wisdom. Right. Well, and any successful administrator in any business is is truly successful by how he leads his people and gets down in the you know in the trenches with them and and how they support him and it's a group effort yes know. absolutely and and you know one of the things i think i've been blessed with in terms of my life is i've always believed i believe that it's very important when you're leading that you're all also working with um i remember years ago um in one of the parishes i was in as an associate um one of the uh, pastors said to me one day, he said, um, you're going to um, lock up the church because I've paid my dues. And I looked at him and I remember thinking to myself, please God, I will never treat one of my own associates if I ever am blessed to have one of those in that way that if they're going to lock up, so am I going to lock up. Right. If they're gonna, um, you know, if they're gonna mop the floors, so am I gonna mop the floors? Right. And, and over the years, even as a pastor in parishes, I've been, I've been, uh, I always felt like I needed to dig in and help. If we're shoveling snow, I need to shovel snow. If we're cleaning up the kitchen, I need to clean up the kitchen. Uh, I mean, I need to help in those ways because I don't ever wanna, I don't ever wanna perceive that somehow I've arrived or I'm above all or I'm, you know, that's not work that's. You know, you know something I have to do. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting. Even it translates into um, going home. You know, I, I, uh, I one of the things I absolutely do not like to do is do my own laundry. And I'm always grateful if somebody wants to do my laundry. <laughs> um, but on the other hand, you know, whenever I have to do that, you know, it, it's a reminder to me that you know that everybody has to do that. Yes. Every, everybody's you know, and and oftentimes, you know. I come home to a house that's clean and laundry's done, and I think of uh, husbands and wives who come home from work and have to relate to each other and have to um, uh, you take care of their kids and you know do whatever homework or entertain them or just be present to them. 
and I think of all that they have to do besides all of those kind of ordinary everyday, you know, clean the house and do the laundry and wash the dishes and cook the meals and all that. And, and so I, I try to remind myself, um, and I'm not always successful, but I try to remind myself um, that uh, some of that ordinary everyday stuff that I do is what my people are doing and it's important. It's important that I do those things too, that I understand and appreciate what it is that the people I serve go through in, on a day-to-day basis. And, and when, you, when you don't live with somebody, I mean, there's, I think celibacy is an amazing gift to the church and I'm grateful to God every day that I have I received that gift and was able to utilize it in the church. Um, but one of the dangers of the, or that can happen when you live alone is you tend to get rather um, self-focused. I could see that. Because you only, you know, yeah. whereas you have Darren kind of, right. you know, on Keeping me the, on task. Exactly. Let's just, let's be and, honest. He yeah. keeps me on the right path. And you've got, you know, kids from big to little who yeah. all need mom and mom's attention and, and uh, and and you know I think little people are by definition sort of focused on themselves, and so if you're having a bad day, mom, we really don't care because what we want is what's most important <laughs> for us right now, and so you should respond. And and I just think to to be appreciative of that and aware of that makes a huge difference in terms of of how then we're equipped to respond to other situations and other circumstances. You know, right. Yeah, I mean, you um, you don't have a parish at the moment, but you have had parishes right. under your responsibility in the past, and that is a great responsibility, shepherding all of those people, individuals, those souls, and and those that are even maybe outside your parish but come to you for for their spiritual needs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is a lot like raising a family, but. It's a lot more than that, and I look at the priests, and I, I just admire that they have the tenacity to just keep going and keep going and keep going. And I know that's a direct grace from God. Mm-hmm. That is different from the direct grace that I received to be a wife and a mother, to be an employee of Real Presence Radio, to be whatever I am at that moment. Yeah. But it is good to step back and realize and see where the similarities are and, yep. and how we have to look and see at ourselves what make sure that we're doing what we have to do and can do in order to see what the others are going through and yes. relate to them in a way that makes it more understandable for us right and and appreciate it yes you know appreciate it. I, I i've often said since i've been in the chancery full time that if i would go back and be a pastor someday which you know um who knows whether that will happen or not it all depends on the new bishop but you know to you know to um, be conscious of the fact that when I say to a, 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 a committee, it's, which is composed probably of retired people, married people, people raising kids, people who have raised kids, single people, whatever, that I'm saying to them, after you've worked all day long, would you come back and work tonight at the, cha- at the parish for a given meeting or an activity? And even to have the sensitivity to be conscious of, um, you know, to know that... Um, I'm asking them to do something that is potentially challenging, difficult, they're tired, they've got other responsibilities. And even just the sensitivity to say, I know that I'm asking you to do something that is potentially a burden for you, to even appreciate that much. Yes. Um, and, it's respect. Yes. And and then and then to be okay if, if you know, Karen Gibis is one of those people and she says, Father, I just can't come on Tuesday night. To not then flip into sort of a well, you know, and be a little indignant. A pers- right, a personal. It wasn't a personal attack, yeah. and a lot of people take things like that as a personal attack. It it is to say, I understand. 
Yeah. And um, we'll keep you informed of the minutes, and we'll, right. you know, if you have any input, let us know. That, right. It's offering a little grace back yeah. to the circumstances that you you don't know in that moment. And and I have always maintained that my vocation as a wife and a mother comes first before anything else. Yes. And especially before you know volunteering, even at church, because if I can't keep it my primary vocation on track, I'm not going to get anywhere. Anywhere yeah. else. Well, and it's and that that's part of the the age old kind of psychological emotional uh, side of our lives that says you know our primary relationships in life have to be first, and to the degree that we have those ordered right, then those other relationships can be ordered rightly as well. Right. And so you know you start out by saying I have to have a right relationship with, with God. God. Yep. That's important. Then in vocation. You, I have to have a right relationship with my husband, yep. and then together we have to have a right relationship with our children. And for me, as a pastor, I have to have a right relationship with, um, you know, the, the the parish that I serve. Probably beginning with the staff that I am your you know, associate priest, yeah, and, you and know, my associate, and then the the whole parish community, and then beyond that, then the larger reality of what we're dealing with, um, whatever that is, finds its proper balance and its proper place, um, and. And that's a constant effort on our part. You know, it's constant effort for us to keep all of that in mind and say, you know, th this is what this is what it's all about. And and um, relying a lot on the grace of God and saying, Lord, help me to order my life aright. Help me right. to keep the balance. Keep the balance, and that's yeah. hard because we get distracted by the world. We get distracted by um, what we think um, ends up being the value. You know what will bring more value to even our family. I mean, it could be something um, innocent in the beginning. <clears throat> For instance, let's say um, I'm going to go to daily mass twice a week. Yeah. Just like let's throw it. I'm going to go to daily mass twice a week. If it gets to the point where, and this has happened, well, I mean, there was a point where the kids and I were going to daily mass four times a week. Beautiful. I mean, it was a really holy experience to go to daily mass that many times during the week. But then something switched. And it became a burden, and it became a source of frustration because the kids were tired, and they and I were not as willing to walk out that door with me, and I didn't want to have to make it mass a fight yeah. for a daily mass. And then when we stepped back and we took a couple weeks off and we didn't go, I'm like, can we can we go again on Tuesday night, guys? Yeah, yeah, I really miss mass, and it was an opportunity to to look at them and say, you know, them as children or young men, in the case of some of my children, yeah. and respect them and not force that. I mean, Sunday Mass, you're showing up. Right. That's, that's, that's part of the, yeah, part of the balance. Yeah. You're showing up on Sunday. I don't care if you're tired. I don't care if what. You mean, you, you're sick, you're staying home. But yeah. you're showing up yep. Sunday Mass. But a daily Mass, I'm not going to force that to the point where it becomes a source of angst. Yeah. And I think that the grace... To know when that happens, even in any other situation where you're pushing yourself to the point where it becomes a source of angst, you need to step back yeah. and say, is this truly what I thought was right? If volunteering at the church is frustrating to your, and, and preventing you from having a relationship with your husband and your children, I need to step back from that. I need to step back from it, yeah. And I need to not guilt myself and not allow someone else to guilt myself. And I think that when we have a mutual respect for each other and for what the other vocation is going through... Because, yep. you know, I understand that, you know, I, I have to look and respect a priest because I don't understand his vocation. I don't understand his struggles. But I can imagine 
you can imagine and, and you can just even apart from that I can I can enter in and appreciate yeah I can I can approach you saying help me to understand Stand. right what Inst it is that you instead of saying father didn't do what I wanted him to do yeah father didn't follow through with what I hope wished he had followed through with well yeah. I don't know I mean or the people of God didn't do what yes. they were supposed to do or yes. you know like why aren't they you know, stopping by the church more. Why aren't they? You know, whatever. Why aren't they showing up to adoration? Yeah, we're trying so hard. Yes, it, you know, I, I think all of that really is really is important. So, um, um, well, we were we were hoping today to be able to interview um, uh, Mario, but I, I, you know, his he's a he's a busy man and he's got a construction company and well, who knows what came up. Well, and and, and there again, you know, the grace to understand that. Things do happen. Things can, can come up, you know, and, and he also has a, a, a pretty, pretty large, large family. family. They are a beautiful family. Yes. I mean, and I think his company is just a truly an amazing example of how a, a Catholic can run a business. Yes, I, I think that's right. And, you know, and to kind of bring this segment of our show to a close, to just to take the time to you know, publicly acknowledge them for what they did. Um, you know, when you look around this building and... I was here day in, or now, you know, off and on throughout the weeks as the as the transformation took place, and you know, I used to walk through and say, I don't know how they're going to get this done. I don't know how this how how can they make that look that way, and how are they going to get the old vault out of the out of the building, and and um, and and they were able to to do that and and produce really a, a beautiful setting, and and we aren't open to the public yet. Um, so I don't want uh, people from the diocese or, or even visitors to start knocking on the door because we're just not ready for that yet. We're trying right. to get ourselves oriented and um, figure out how to deal with people well, in this present. Exactly. If you moved into a new home, the last thing you're going to do is invite people over for supper the day after you move in. Yeah. And so um, so it's not open to the public, but when the public is able to come, I think they're going to find this just to be a beautiful building. And uh, and warm and welcoming and, and they uh, can get on the rapid city diocese website and see a video right yes we did a we did a video of it when it was not 100 percent complete but most of it was complete so people could get on and look at it if they're curious if, you know. yeah if you're curious about um and and the the guide was excellent i think he was just wonderful i thought personally i, I looked you at know, it myself i thought it, it was really good it was it was really good you know it just he could have used a little more hair uh, probably that would have been helpful, but um, some things even God even can't God provide. can't provide. I mean, hair <laughs> yes. and makeup was just yeah. Yeah, the, you didn't need that budget, did you, Father? No, we sure didn't. So, but anyway, um, again, to thank Arango Construction for their for the transformation of an old bank building into a uh, a beautiful uh, community for the church. Yeah, and um, we're very excited to have the mustard seed, which is a Catholic bookstore here in Rapid City. Um, uh, going to be they we took the drive through area and we enclosed it and that will become their store and so and so it's it's exciting to have them close by yes and to be in this partnership of sharing a building obviously we're separate businesses all together right, right. but to be in this partnership of sharing and so we encourage people because the mustard seed is another great promoter of 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 a real presence radio and we would encourage anybody to come down to real presence or real come down and uh visit the mustard seed when, when we get located when they open. here yeah for sure Coming up next, we'll be talking with Bishop-elect Peter Mewich, the newly appointed Bishop of the Diocese of Rapid City. This and much more is coming on Real Presence Live, so please stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.